Welcome to episode 33 of the RSA Resident and Student Podcast Series, a production of the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. RSA is an accessible, collaborative organization that fosters innovation, education, and advocacy for residents and students in emergency medicine. In this episode, Richa Manglikar, medical student at University of Maryland School of Medicine, and former Northeastern Regional Representative of the RSA Medical Student Council, speaks with Dr. Jessica Smith, Residency Program Director and an Associate Professor of Emergency Medicine, Clinician Educator at Alpert Medical School at Brown University. Today, Ms. Manglikar and Dr. Smith discuss tips and tricks for the student video interview. Okay, so hi, Dr. Smith. Thank you so much for joining us. So just to start out, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Jessica Smith. I am the program director for the Emergency Medicine Residency Training Program at Brown. All right. So I know one question that a lot of EM applicants have is this new SVI or standardized video interview. I know you're pretty knowledgeable on it and have a lot of insight. So I was wondering, just to start out, if you could tell us kind of what the SVI even is. Sure. I kind of want to keep it in the most basic terms, since this is something new for all of the students out there, who I hope recognize that it's also something new for all of the program directors as well. So I think there are definitely a lot of questions. I would say one of the best resources for information is actually the AANC website, which has a tremendous number of resources for students. But quite simply, what the standardized video interview is, is an upload of a video featuring you, the student, as the star, which you'll film in the summertime preceding the application season. And you'll be answering six questions, which are assessing two ACGME competencies, professionalism and interpersonal and communication skills. So the SBI is kind of a labor of love from the AAMC who came up with the concept a couple of years ago, which is now a mandatory part of the 2017-2018 EM application cycle as we pilot how this could contribute to the applicants. So that kind of leads me to my next question. As a program director, from your perspective, what do you think the SBI sort of adds to the application? I think really what it does add is a little bit of humanity to the whole process. We get a ton of paper and information and data points, but I think the SBI is an opportunity to inject a little bit of personality into the applications and all of those impersonal numbers that we are on the receiving end each application cycle. Right. Okay. So you alluded a little bit to sort of like the format of how the SVI works. Could you sort of like walk us through what that process would sort of be like for a student? Sure. Basically, you know, it's 2017. If you can take a selfie, you can do the standardized video interview. (laughs) The process has been made to be pretty simple, I think, for applicants from what I understand and from some of the students that I've spoken to who have done this in either the pilot phase or this application cycle. You'll log in to a website via your iPhone, your iPad, laptop, any other web connection that has a camera and a mic. You'll be presented with questions on a screen, and you'll take 30 seconds to read the question, and then you have up to three minutes to respond to the question. And there will be six different questions that appear in text format on a split screen much like a Google Hangout or as if you were doing FaceTime or something like that. 
the AAMC website actually shows a screenshot of what it looks like with the text on one side and then the video uh, image that you'll be projecting on the other. Another thing I know that students often ask themselves when they learn that this SVI is now part of their application is sort of what kind of happens with this video afterward? What parties get access to the video after it's completed? So it's actually been interesting to kind of see the flux because when the AAMC rolled this out, initially they weren't going to give anyone the videos. What they were planning to do was to report just a score of the applicants to the programs and not even share that score with the applicants themselves. That has since changed recently, and now we not only get the score, but the students will get their score, and then each of the programs will actually get a link and be able to see the video. Currently, the students, after they upload their videos or after they film their videos, they don't actually have access to see them again. I'm not sure if that's going to be the continued process going forward, but I think it's been interesting to see how initially when this was rolled out, the first plan was to have no one see the videos, and now at least the program directors can see the physical videos. So I would anticipate if it's something that the students would want to see, and if there's enough call for that to happen, I would anticipate the AAMC being responsive to let the applicants see what they actually uploaded for the programs. But currently, it's just the programs who signed up to participate who can actually see them. And not every EM program actually signed up to participate in this process. Could you expand on that a little? So does that mean every program can opt in or opt out? Sure. So this year, it's actually a pilot. So for the 2017-2018 season, all of the students who are applying or thinking of applying to emergency medicine were invited to upload their videos. And then all of the EM programs were also invited to ask if they wanted to be able to participate and receive the videos as well as part of the application package. So I actually spoke with someone from the AAMC yesterday, and as of yesterday, about 84% of EM programs had requested the opportunity to view your videos and to actually get your standardized video interview scores as a student applicant. According to one of the folks at the AAMC, more programs are actually signing up because I think as information kind of spreads as it does quickly, I think there's some value to it that everyone is excited about. Emergency medicine in general is usually on the forefront and the cutting edge. And I think there's definitely a fear of missing out for those 20% of programs <laughs> who didn't initially sign up when we had the opportunity to do so. Right. That is 84%. That's a very high percentage of all programs. Is that something, do you it think? Is. Yeah, it's about 168 programs represents about 84%. Do you think it would be appropriate for students to ask these programs if they really weight the SVI as part of their application? Or do you think that's something that they kind of aren't as willing to disclose during the application process? I would think most programs would absolutely be willing to disclose whether or not, A, they signed up for the pilot, B, they are actually using it or how they're using it, and see what it means for each program, because I think there's going to be a wide variety. I think emergency medicine program directors across the country all have different opinions on it. So I don't think it's something that's out of the realm or inappropriate to ask. I think, you know, for me personally, I represent me and myself and my program, and mm -hmm. I'd be more than willing to discuss how we're using it this application cycle for any student who asks me. All right, good to know. So I know one thing that everyone's also going to want to know 
is you, you talked about the scoring system and how there is a score and there is a video. Could you kind of walk us through how that score works? Sure, absolutely. So the scores, I think, is what everyone is kind of getting nervous about and what does that mean for them and this data point and is that a <laughs> good thing or is that a bad thing and how does that work? So basically the way that it works is this. There's six questions that you'll be asked and each mm -hmm. question gets scored one point to five points by trained kind of third-party raters. And what they actually do is they have a different rater assigned to each question. So you'll answer six questions, but six people actually provide six different scores for each of the students. So it's not one person who judges each of your six questions. So that also is kind of helps minimizing any one person's influence on an applicant's total score. Okay. So each question gets scored one to five, and then all of the scores get added together for a sum. So the score range is actually six to 30. And just like a GCS, even if you are clinically dead during the interview, you still get six points. <laughs> so for perspective, the 2017 average, when they first kind of rolled out this pilot, was 18.7. Okay. And that actually included students from different specialties when they trialed it last year. And this year, with all emergency medicine applicants in the pool, since we're the only specialty participating, the 2018 average across the board was 19.1. So emergency medicine-bound students are actually doing very well. They're all above average on this standardized video interview. So the scores and the accompanying at max 21-minute videos are provided to residency program directors. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like I mentioned, programs are not actually required to use the videos or the scores that are provided to us. But the main thing for students to know is that the scores range each question one to five, which gets mm. summed up for a total score of six to 30. So you talked about these third-party raters. Um, I know some people might have questions about, well, what if there's some kind of bias, conscious or unconscious, from these raters, since it is a video. Do you know if they've addressed that in any way? Absolutely. The AAMC actually made that as one of their top priorities. And according to the data that they rolled out with their initial pilot and how they actually chose the radars, uh, many of them have a background in human resources. All of them were trained on unconscious bias, and they also have independent scores. And they, when they validated the scores, they actually compared and looked at different categories to make sure that there wasn't any bias as far as the questions were concerned when they initially even decided on what questions should be in the pool as well as how folks are rating. And I think that's one of the reasons why they also have six different people scoring each of the six different questions to also do as much as they can to minimize that. And on their website, they talk about how when they have done the pilots and when they looked at the data, they didn't find significant differences in comparing gender, in comparing MD versus DO, in comparing mm -hmm. U.S. and uh, international medical grads, uh, as well as race, they didn't find any bias in their at least first trial of data. So I think they were assured, and I think many folks in the EM community were assured that that is going to be less of a factor, but it's certainly something that's on all of our minds because it's a different element to the application that we haven't previously seen. Also very good to know. So in terms of the questions that people are going to be asked, you said they sort of center around two core ACGME competencies. Could you kind of give us an mm -hmm. example of what a question might look like or 
whether you think these questions are tricky or pretty straightforward? I'm going to say for sure they are not meant to trick you whatsoever. In the initial pilots, when they were sending out kind of test questions, which they sent out to program directors and program leaders across the United States, they asked us for our input about whether or not we thought they were fair questions, whether there was bias. And we, as kind of an entity, looked at and kind of vetted some of these questions as well. Because as program directors, you are our vested, you know, resource. We love our medical students, and we certainly (laughs) do not want you to be tricked. Right. So they're exactly the type of questions that you can expect in a live interview. Okay. And the two categories, like we mentioned, are interpersonal and communication skills. And that includes things like communication, emotional intelligence, teamwork, leadership. And then the other category is knowledge of professional behaviors or professionalism. And that has to do with things like empathy, altruism, ethics, cultural competence, conscientiousness. So a couple of the example questions uh, that they actually list on their website as well, because we are actually allowed to talk about that. Um, But the AAMC, (laughs) as part of the professionalism package, uh, actually prohibits disclosure of the interview content. (laughs) Um, So beware, students, you should not be, you know, sharing your questions because that's actually a violation of some of the opportunities for the AAMC. As far as example questions for each of those two buckets of interpersonal and communication skills and knowledge of professional behaviors or professionalism, there are some great examples on the AAMC website. One of the things I would also caution students for in your invitation is that the AAMC actually prohibits disclosure of interview content. So you are allowed to talk about your general interview experience, but you're not actually allowed to kind of present lists of questions that you have had during your interview. So the questions I'm going to give you examples are actually directly from their website. So an example question for professional behaviors would be something like, tell me about a time when you noticed a mistake or an error that had been made. How did you identify this mistake or error and what action did you take? An example of a communication skills question might be, Imagine you're leading a multidisciplinary team composed of professionals with different areas of expertise. How would you make sure everyone works together effectively? So as you can see, these are kind of what we call behavioral interview questions. It's all about drawing from and relating experiences that you've been through. They want you to kind of demonstrate your experience from your rotations, from school, from life. That's really kind of what it's all about. You know, tell me about a time you did X, Y, and Z, or describe a situation where you saw A, B, and C. So once again, the AAMC website has some great preparation materials and resources and additional example questions that would be great to practice on. All right. Those questions do sound very straightforward and very similar to a live interview as well. So do you have any tips for students who are trying to practice? What do you think the best approach to prepping for this interview is? I think it's really the same way that you would probably prep for a live interview. And you really want to think about experiences you've gone through and really kind of lessons you've learned along the way that have kind of taught you something about yourself, about medicine, about who you are as a person and kind of how you're developing your own professional identity. You know, I think the tip is be prepared. There's not really any cheat sheet for what program directors will ask or what the AAMC will ask, there really are no wrong answers. 
the best answers really kind of just lead into a conversation. You know, general tips include things like think before speaking, be professional in your responses. <laughs> you would think that would go without saying, but I'm saying it. <laughs> Not everyone is, and it's surprising. But I think, you know, program directors know that interview day is a stressful day for you. We know people make mistakes, and it's easy to have a slip of a tongue. We get that. We forgive you for a few mistakes. But if, you know, you're disparaging your patients multiple times with multiple interviewers, you kind of probably shot a bigger hole in your foot than if you said it just the one time. <laughs> right. So okay. there's not really a treat sheet. There's no wrong answers. Just be yourself. Be genuine. If you feel you need to hide that, then you probably need to do that soul searching before you apply to emergency medicine. <laughs> On a more technical pr- perspective about the video, what are some examples of good and bad things you've seen people do in terms of where they record, how they record, the backgrounds that they use? Um, I think there's probably a lot of different pieces of advice on that, but I think for me, I recognize that you guys are students. I do not expect you to have access to a quiet professional studio with a fantastic background. You know, I expect you to just kind of be you. I expect to see people's bedrooms and living rooms. I'm not marking any points off for that. I don't think the AAMC is either. I think really the key is, is to try and make sure you have a quiet space. I think the key is, you know, is just like when you take a good selfie, you want to have the lights on in your room. You want to sit in an appropriate <laughs> distance from your computer. And, you know, you kind of want to just sit there and answer the questions just like you would in a live interview. You know, if you have a lot of distracting things behind you and the TV is on and the radio is on and you have five cell phones ringing in the background, could that be a distractor for people? Absolutely. But I don't think you would bring three cell phones into an interview. So I think our students are smart enough to know how to kind of minimize some of those distractors in the background. And so far, all the videos that I've seen you know, I, I think they run the gamut, but I think what I am trying to focus on is the content, not what's on what's hanging on your bedroom wall. Right. Do students, as they go through the SVI, do they have the opportunity to re-record a question if they feel like they weren't happy with their answer or that something else technical happened during the video that they were unhappy with? So if they don't like their answer, there's not an opportunity to re-record. Just like if I interview you live and you don't like your answer, there's no rewind (laughs) button for that. Uh, But if somebody does have technical difficulties or the computer shuts down or the power goes out, there are absolutely opportunities with AAMC to address those technical issues. But if you say the wrong thing or you don't answer the question or you run out of time or, you know, something else, slips out just like it would in a live interview, there's kind of not a do-over. So what is your advice to students who are borderline thinking about emergency medicine but haven't quite committed but are still going through the application process and want to keep it open? What's your advice about doing this video interview? Definitely do it. Definitely, definitely. definitely. You have the opportunity, even if you're thinking about emergency medicine, I would say have it in there because the majority of folks have an interview And, you know, it's all about the fear of missing out. You want to have your application as complete as possible. And if every other student has theirs, it would be great to have a score too. And I think there's a lot of upshot potential if you do it. That being said, if you are a late decider to emergency medicine, not having an SBI score is absolutely not going to make or break your application. So at the end of the day, 
you know, do the things that's going to maximize your personal chances for your personal fit with the program that speaks to you that you're going to excel in. And don't sweat the small stuff. This is just one tiny data point in the streams of information that we get on each applicant. So where do you think the SVI is going in the future? You, you talked about how EM was sort of the specialty that kind of stepped up and decided to engage in this pilot. Do you see it becoming more broad and do you see it sticking around for future years? Yeah, I think that's the million dollar question. And again, I have my own personal opinions and I think the AAMC has their personal opinions as well. I think I understand their point of view is that they're trying to figure out, does this interview give us better insight into applicants in a format that we don't currently have? Does it bring something new and different to the table that we can't already get from the information that we have on students? And can we translate this to other residents? You know, I think from their vested interest in comparing the applicants from emergency medicine, our 2,000 or so applicants versus the 50,000 GME applicants that they have across the board, Mm -hmm. ultimately, I think they want to figure out, is this something that they can and will roll out to all those students? But I think right now, there are a lot of question marks. And I think one of the biggest ones on the minds of students and program directors is the cost. It takes a lot of man hours and a lot of manpower to review each of the videos. You know, when you think about the average number of applicants for each residency program, you know, say that's 850, and there's 21 minutes of video apiece, that's 287 hours of video. Plus, we have paper application, plus supplemental information and emails that we get, but somebody's got to score these things. And there's been talk about, you know, if there's not enough manpower, is there a computerized scoring tool, which I think detracts from the humanity of the process future state, can I see this rolling out and kind of continuing on? I think it would be interesting. I think realistically, there is probably not enough manpower to actually score the videos. Mm -hmm. So could I see a day where we actually just get the videos and no score and program directors can decide to play them or not play them or make their own scores? Can I see this going away because cost containment will be a factor? And we Mm -hmm. certainly don't want to see any extra costs on our students who already carry a tremendous burden flying to and staying in hotels and traveling to multiple interviews. We certainly don't want to see their medical school tuition go up if the cost is passed on to medical schools. So I think there's a lot of to be determined. I think it's exciting to see us evolving as a group and a specialty to kind of look behind data points and kind of the impersonal nature of a paper application. But I think there's a lot to be determined. So I think the next year or two or cycles and trials are going to be very telling. So it's, it's hard for me to say. I think the AAMC has a huge financial vested interest into seeing this work. And I think as emergency medicine doctors, we are often skeptical at best. So I think there's going to be a lot of skepticism <laughs> this, this cycle, and we'll kind of see how it all plays out at the end of the year. Okay. So wrapping up, do you have any parting advice um, that you want to give for those hopeful EM residents out there? You've made the best decision you possibly can. Emergency (laughs) medicine is a fantastic specialty. We are excited that you are interested in emergency medicine. And I would say my best piece of advice across the board is it's going to all be okay. I promise you (laughs) every EM applicant finds a home 
You guys should not be worrying as much as you are. Program directors do not need to worry as much as they do. We all love emergency medicine. We will find a way to help everyone find a great fit in our specialty. Well, that was some perfect parting advice, I think. Very generally, broadly, and (laughs) widely applicable. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk about the standardized video interview. My pleasure. Good luck, everybody. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast from the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. For more information about RSA, please visit our website, www.aaemrsa.org. Listen to all podcasts in this series and explore the ways you can get involved with RSA. Join us again next episode for another topic of importance for emergency medicine residents and students.